You're listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Welcome back to the SLT Podcast. New year, same spiritual life team, and still very spiritual. In the last episode, we started talking about how to win at life, aka how to set good personal goals that give you the best chance at success and help you grow closer to God in some way and avoid making bad ones in every area. So pull up a chair and let's get after it. So what are some, um, I guess, examples? Can you all think of some different categories maybe that we would talk about goals? Absolutely. So to further help um, explain and unpack what we mean when we're talking about setting these healthy goals and unhealthy goals for this year and really for your life, we are going to list some specific examples of both. The five categories that we're going to be kind of going through these examples are physical goals, mental goals, emotional goals, practical goals, and spiritual goals. So just to explain really quick, emotional, when we say that, it means um, it doesn't mean like cry less, even though, you know. Or cry more, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's more, we're talking about like relationships, um, personal things, like things like that in your life. And then practical, we mean like finances, organization, grades, things like that. So first off, what is a healthy example of a physical goal that you can set for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think a healthy physical goal is one that is not based upon uh, specific of, of looks or wanting to be a certain type. Like whenever you look into the world and maybe you look at social media or you look at movies or look around and there's a comparison. And so if a physical goal is set by your comparison, comparing yourself to another, Mm -hmm. I think that's just straight up already starting off to be an unhealthy one. And so I think as a healthy, uh, physical goal is one that you're honestly assessing yourself and what you're physically able to do and you're trying to figure out how can I more glorify God with my body, mm-hmm. right? And so I think the intentionality behind wanting to be more physical or in shape uh, comes out of, I want to honor God with this. And so for me, uh, I, I want to be able to run more, and I've started this and trying to do that, but the outside of that is whenever I do that, it also bleeds into spiritual because that's mm-hmm. time to spend with the Lord. You know, that's time for that. But also, as a young dad, like, I want to be able to, like, remain physical with my boys, and I want to go on adventures with them. I want to go on adventures with my wife and my family and be able to do those things and be engaged. And so that's the underlying heart motivation rather than just trying to look in a mirror and being unsatisfied and just wanting to work out and do all those things. Right. And so yeah. I think that's that's an underlying motive of a, of a healthy physical goal. Yeah. And I think this is probably one, at least for myself, <laughs> that could be um, really any of these to have convictions in and to lean into areas. And again, Luke and I really do sit down and we go through a dream guide by Jenny Allen that she puts out every year. And I think it's phenomenal. Hmm. Um, but it really kind of breaks into these different categories. And so it is a tool that helps us talk through them. And we spend hours of just setting aside time and seeking the Lord and being like, okay, Lord, would you please reveal if any of these need to be convictions where we really do need to focus our attention to these things. And so with physical, I mean, I think we're in such a a hurried world that it's very easy to just neglect this, that we, you know, eat fast food and um, Mm. don't worry about, don't have time maybe 
that we think we have to work out or mm-hmm. um, just our general health is lacking as a nation and as a culture. And so this is an area that I think is just really good to think through and all of them of leaning into the Lord and any specific convictions that he puts on our hearts and in our lives. Love that. Body's a temple. So a specific example of an unhealthy goal that one might set for the physical realm would be do 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, and 100 squats, and run six miles every single day until you're strong enough to punch a hole in the moon. Well, they need to go bald, too. Yeah, you'd lose your hair, but yeah, you would never be defeated. You could beat anything, any monster, any opponent in one punch. That's true. We should make a, a show about that. I, would, I don't think people would find that very interesting. Probably not. Okay, the next category, guys, is mental goals. Let's get mental. Yeah, I think that mental, I think that kind of encompasses, it could be kind of like my books to read goal of um, not just out of, well, partially out of leisure, but a lot of that too is just wanting to always be a learner. Like I want to continue to be learning things um, and I want to be continuing education. And so maybe that means like taking a specific course somewhere or reading more books or um, listening to specific podcasts. But I think that that's something that it increases even our awe and wonder of being able to see just the complexity of the world that we live in um, and actually helps fix my eyes upon the Lord. And so for me, that is oftentimes going to be books that I want to read or I really enjoy just like classes or anything like that. And for someone else, it might be listening to a podcast or something along those lines. And so um, I think it is good to have mental um, goals that are going to be sharpening us for even interacting with other people Mm -hmm. and having um, good dialogue and conversations with them. Yeah, Mine is to read 51 books. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I'm kidding, dude. It's a joke. There's no way. (laughs) The gold books. Yeah, no, I don't read those. Come on, those are for kids. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a lot, actually really along the same the same line of that. Uh, one one of my uh, key things is uh, whenever I'm reading books, I'm really reading like two or three books at a time, mm-hmm. just like in different parts of the day and whatnot. And I and I try to have at least like two fun, engaging. Like normally they're like either like biographies or fictional stories, mm-hmm. and then also like one that's like a growth, you know, like mm-hmm. a personal development or learning more and getting into like um, it's spiritual or whatever that is of like going in and diving deep and having deep thought conversation mm-hmm. and thoughts and stuff. Like even, even for like our boys, like when we go to the library, um, I have this thing that, Hey, you can pick three fun books and then two actual learning books. Mm-hmm. And so you get to choose what it is, but two of them, you have to be learning something and three you can have fun with. And, mm-hmm. and they like that ratio and it works well. I love that. All right. You know what time it is? Dumb okay. gold time. Oh, sorry. That was rude. Oh, you meant the acronym. Yeah. Oh, then that's, that's great. Okay. <laughs> so an unhealthy example specifically for a mental intellectual goal might be to say, learn how to speak three new languages in my spare time between becoming an S tier grandmaster at chess and getting my second doctorate. Dang. Yeah, that's right. The first one's medical. This one is going to be philosophical. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty intense. PhD. Yeah. I would assume you would burn out and uh, that would be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you mean, but okay. Yeah. yeah. If you, okay. <laughs> Rude. I'm going to learn how to say that in like three different languages <laughs> so I can roast you. Burn. And you'll have no idea. That's right. Okay. The next category is emotional goals. So again, personal, relational. What are some healthy goals 
Yeah, I think this one kind of depends on the person in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, as far as like what your emotional relational capacity is. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know some of our listeners, uh, they just love to be around people all the time. They can carry on lots of conversations with lots of people and that kind of fills them up. And as I say that there are other people who just got exhausted just by listening to that situation. <laughs> and so uh, you just have to know like who you are and how God's kind of wired you in that way. Uh, but also know that God has made us for one another as well. Like it is good. It is not good for man to be alone. And so we're we're made for relationships, mm. right? And so knowing that we're not going to, you know, seek out relationships um, just simply out of a lack of, uh, but also going into the relationships to pour out and to deepen with other people. And so uh, I, I think one thing is trying to find uh, that one or two people in your life that you can go deeper with, that mm-hmm. you can have an intentional yeah. conversations, yeah. maybe setting aside time. Um, however often it could be for you, whether it's once a week or once a month or once a day or whatever it is, they're able to have those touch points with those people of just making sure that there are people in your life that know you. And so take an honest assessment of this last year and saying, who are the people in my life that I can have genuine conversations with and seeking out to like deepen those with those people. I think that'd be healthy. Yeah. I think it is good to kind of take that inventory of, Hey, who are the friends that I, that I really need that really are encouraging and sharpening me. And I, I need them in my life. And maybe who are the friends that need me? Who can I again be pouring into in recognizing, okay, what are those relationships going to look like this year? How can I be intentional with them? And then also for emotional standpoint, really looking at, um, even family, extended family, marriage, um, relationships with kids and seeing, hey, how how are we doing emotionally? And are there things that I can be doing to better engage with them? Are, is there reconciliation that needs to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I take actual practical steps toward that? And maybe it means emotional could be also going to see a counselor. Like maybe it's I need to work through some of these things personally in my own heart because I'm seeing the way that it's spilling out into other areas of my life. Um, or considering even like in the workplace, coworkers, things like that. Like what, how am I doing emotionally and what needs to maybe change in order to better um, be able to identify the gifts that the Lord has given me and participate in the body of Christ by refining them and actually using them. And so I think those are good things to think about when making emotional goals. That's good. What are you trying to say about coworkers, Courtney? I think we should. Let's move on to... (laughs) Um, so a specific, learn how to say specific is my goal, a specific example of a unhealthy goal for the emotional category might be, I don't know, just off the top of my head, uh, girls, you know, might want to say, move back home to your small country hometown to help your ailing elderly mother with the family bakery slash wedding dress slash Christmas ornament business. Your mom is being pressured to sell out to a big corporation who sent a young, handsome executive slash lawyer from the big city to make the deal happen. And the money would save the farm, but it means losing the family legacy. So you reluctantly show him around, hoping he'll be charmed by the warmth of your grandmother's world-famous hot cocoa recipe and by the warmer smiles of the friendly townsfolk. But you didn't expect to be charmed by him. He doesn't know anything about the country so you take him horseback riding he tries to impress you but comedically (laughs) falls off into the mud like a total city boy he eventually reveals to you that he actually hates his job you see his father expects him to take over their family business but never once considered what he wants to do he just wants the simple life 
the kind of life that you could have together. You realize that what you've been searching for has been here the whole time in this adorable little Christmas town. He tells his dad that the deal is off. He's going into the dress bakery business now. It starts snowing, and you embrace underneath the Christmas lights to live happily ever after. And he's also a prince. Oh, so good. I oh, love that makes those. it better. I love those. Listen, Luke and I love Hallmark movies. Was there a makeover at any point? Because I like it when that happens too. Sure. And also a quirky best friend, yeah. you know, that ends up single and lonely. Oh. Nobody ever thinks about them, but they're not the main character. Who cares? That's right. So that's not emotionally healthy to seek that out and to have that happen, yeah. I guess. That wouldn't be a good goal. No, yeah. but a good movie. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I do Hypothetical. We can we can pitch you know, that out of pocket thought. I don't know. Jeez. Gotcha. So next category is practical goals. So again, um, that means like financial, time, organization, things like that. Um, I think I think a healthy goal in in setting this is trying to set parameters up in our life, whether it is finances or schedule or priorities or organization of your home or of your mm-hmm. whatever that is, um, with an end goal in mind that doing this thing is not the end of that goal set. As far as like, I just want to organize my house for the sake of organizing it, or I just want to get Mm -hmm. financially stable just for the sake of being financially stable. Like there needs to be an underlying reason for setting those goals. And that reason is to honor, glorify the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. like, Like for an example, a reason that you want to be more financially stable is so that you're able to be open and freed up to when the Lord calls you to do something that you have the ability now to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or you set out to have less on your schedule or less on your plate so that whenever that random thing occurs that you used to not have time for if a friend's going through something, now you have time for that, Right. right? And so setting it up with a goal in mind to be serving the kingdom, be serving the Lord. Um, and I think that's a practical stance there of what's your underlying heart motivation behind doing these practical yeah. things, right? And it's to get more of Jesus and to share more of Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that that's like creating rhythms, like what we've talked about. And even in that makes me think of our episode where we talked about rest, that oftentimes people will set up these goals so that they're able to create more space where they can move faster in those areas as well. And so, especially when it comes to the practical goals of finances or organization or projects that we're wanting to complete, we're not wanting to do that just so we can create more time to do more things and move faster, but instead that we can create some margin to be able to do the things that glorify the Lord. So I love that. Mm, Good stuff. So again, unhealthy example time. Um, in the practical area might be to get rich, baby, <laughs> cash money, get famous, 100 billion Instagram followers, quadruple your business. We're talking like Elon Musk money here or clean your garage. Both are equally unrealistic. Or clean your garage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it's like right, we're, right. we're talking about unhealthy goals here, right? Like unachievable, unattainable, <laughs> like, you know, out of reach for normal human being. I'm just saying. Um. The last category that we have sorted these specific examples into is spiritual goals. Mm-hmm. So even though we've um, kind of explained that spiritual is sort of an umbrella that encompasses all of these different things and healthy goals in each of the areas we just listed will naturally tie in spiritually because if you make everything about God in your life um, and Christ is at the center of your life, then he'll be at the center of all of those different mm-hmm. goals too. But there are still ways that you can um, develop spiritual goals, right? Absolutely. This is where I think a lot of times believers can maybe fall short in this area is 
we are setting goals in January or doing a little life inventory, or even if you were going through that dream guide and we come to this place and we're like, my goal is to grow closer to the Lord. Mm. And we know we need to, yeah. and we know we should. And so we're like, okay, this year, this is going to be the year where I am going to make this my top priority and I'm going to grow closer to the Lord. And that is my goal. And maybe we write it on a post-it note or um, print it off cute and put it on our mirror, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of walk away and don't know what that looks like. Don't really yeah. you know, do things actively. And so even what I shared at the beginning of this podcast of, I think I've seen a lot of success in setting more specific and smaller goals Mm -hmm. that contribute to whatever the vision is for long term. And so instead of grow closer to the Lord, like when I think about, okay, I'm going to set my spiritual goals, I'm really looking at like, okay, what is my alone time, my quiet quiet time with the Lord look like. And instead of just saying, I want to read my Bible more, I'm like, I am going to do the Bible recap reading plan throughout the year, or I'm going to participate in the Roman study at my church. And I, I really do think very specifically of what books is it that I want to spend my time in this year? Am I going to spend my time studying Ephesians? Um, And I create very specific goals kind of around that. And then same with church, like instead of I want to get involved in church, it's okay, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to the connection group at my church and join a small group or a home group, or I'm going to serve and really instead of just going to that um, kind of the first level, really going deep of how can I practically do this in my life? And how can I actually think about who is discipling me and who am I discipling and think about who are the people in my life that I could actually pursue to disciple me? Who are the people that God is calling me to disciple and like truly writing down their names and being like, this is the vision that the Lord's given me. And I think that's where I've seen the most success for spiritual goals. Mm. And last but not least, a specific example of an unhealthy spiritual goal that you might set would be to read the entire Bible cover to cover in what amount of time? Every month. <laughs> oh, my land. While fasting food, okay. fasting water, and air. And sunlight. And earth, and fire, and heart with your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. Um, Courtney, <laughs> I'm glad you circled back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast about smaller goals. And um, you came off kind of self-conscious about it, but that's actually a really good thing. That's a good discipline that you've developed. And I'm glad that you share that with our students, with our mm-hmm. families, because that is a good example of healthy goals in all of those different categories is, are you able to break it down into smaller, more mm-hmm. achievable steps, right? Like baby steps. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good thing <laughs> instead of setting some big lofty thing, which I mean, that's good in a sense in the fact that, I mean, even from the Christian standpoint, we do all have one big lofty goal Mm -hmm. of like getting to the kingdom, right? Or even the great commission of like making disciples of all nations Mm -hmm. from the practical standpoint, like that's an unhealthy goal in the sense that it's like, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a smart goal, mm-hmm. like by the it's acronym. Really side of, yeah. And yet it's still a goal that the Lord has given us. So obviously he's given us the tools though with scripture, especially with the New Testament of how to break that down into smaller measurable steps um, using your own personal specific gifting and calling where the Lord has placed you mm-hmm. and who he's placed you with to move towards that kingdom. Because remember, we're all just one part of the body and collectively it takes all of us. um, It sounds like a recycling ad. (laughs) Collectively, it takes all of us working together to serve God's kingdom. And that's actually his vision is not that any one person would advance the kingdom of God, 
but that all of us would do that. We do that here at Liberty every single day. Like it's a huge privilege. Mm -hmm. It's part of our culture that's ingrained in us. And we are hoping that Mm -hmm. um, we can shift the culture, but we can't do it alone. Like that might be our goal as the spiritual life team, but we can't do it without your help as parents. If you're listening and students um, affecting your grade, you know, like Mm -hmm. being a light to the students around you and not being discouraged. We're all called to the people that God has placed around us. So work on your personal goals Mm -hmm. so that you can be an example, right? Like the more you work on your personal goals, the better your witness, which is like your ability to share Christ and people actually believe what you're saying because you believe what you're saying, right? There's evidence behind it. There's conviction. People are like, man, he really believes this when he shares about it. When you work on yourself and your personal goals, it carries more weight when you're sharing. Like, I mean, if somebody looks like they're in really good shape and they're really healthy, I would listen to them more if they were giving me fitness and health advice, right? So the same can be said spiritually. I mean, if you know someone that that clearly has developed these disciplines, don't compare yourself to them. Like Taylor said earlier, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. But instead, you can set them as a role model and as a measuring point of like, man, I can move towards them. Um, Paul at one point says, follow me as I follow Christ, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And he also calls himself the chief of sinners, right? Mm -hmm. Those are both ways that we can um, use a specific measuring points of how am I doing in my walk with the Lord? And that applies to all those different categories. And I, I think you're right on, Sam. And I think that's why it's so valuable for us not to just view this as New Year's resolutions. Because I think New Year's resolutions, you're really just looking at Courtney, or you're looking at Sam, like you're looking at just yourself. And what do I want to do to get better? And instead, what we're talking about is something so much bigger of really looking at, okay, let me take a look at where I'm at in my life right now. What did the last year look like? And where is God calling me to um, set goals within this body of Christ and the people that he has put me around in the place where I've been called. And so specifically looking at all of the things instead of just our own desires and needs and wants and seeing, okay, where is God calling me to create goals within the place that he has put me? Love that. So Proverbs 3, 13 through 18 says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. And I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty great to me. And what we know from other places in Proverbs is that um, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so it just all comes back to fixing our eyes upon Him. Exactly. Keep your eyes on the finish line. And of course, you're going to be able to reach it. And the finish line is the goal, very literally, right? And I mean, obviously, the fact that to be a Christian in the first place takes surrender, right? It's not an achievement Mm -hmm. that you have um, attained to the kingdom of God, that you're called righteous by Christ. You have to surrender. You have to admit that you're a sinner in need of a savior before you can be saved. So um, it takes a measure of humility to do that. And that's the standpoint that we're coming with us, you know, a posture of humility as as we're making these suggestions um, and trust that it's coming from a place of love for the Lord and for all of you. So again, we hope that you took these suggestions and advice um, from our hearts, knowing that it's based on scripture first, but then also just our own life experiences. Um, as we've been through, we're just human beings. We're like the rest of you, broken messed up people who stumble Mm -hmm. often more than we walk along with the (laughs) Lord. But I know I can speak for all three of us that 
man, our life experiences that have been difficult where we've messed up because of God's grace. Like I love that we're able to now use those as wisdom to share with the people um, who haven't had that choice to make yet and be able to say, listen, I've been down this road. I can now say like, I'm glad that I know that even though I had to learn it the hard way, because now I can share it with people who haven't been down that path yet. And so um, I'm glad that I can take those hard knocks for other people. So Mm -hmm. to be able to share the wisdom instead of being bitter and saying like, man, I can't believe God let me go through that. And just as we're wrapping things up, I think in the heart of talking about goals again, earlier this week, I was um, reading, I'm rereading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, which I would 10 out of 10 recommend once again. Um, Mm. But one of the things that he says is what you give your attention to is the person you become. Put another way, the mind is the portal to the soul and what you fill your mind with will shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you gave your attention to. Um, And that was just very like eye opening to me of it kind of, you know, hit hard a little bit of, okay, in the end, my life is no more than the sum of what I gave my attention to. And the things that take up my attention are going to affect my awareness of God. And so really thinking about these goals as I'm strategically deciding what are the things that I'm going to be giving my attention to and be looking um, to spend my time with. And so I think this is why it's so important of looking at our lives and our schedules and our routines and the vision that the Lord has put on our hearts and how are we moving toward those things? Because in the end, like that's what we're going to stand before the Lord and say, Hey, here's how I stewarded this. Here's how, did I go and bury my talent or did I go and multiply it? Because I was able to recognize the things that you and trusted me with and Mm. was able to do the things that were able to draw my attention into an awareness of God. And so that's why I think this is just really valuable for us to take time to talk about for a whole podcast episode. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's perfect. That's the reasoning of why it's so important to have Christ at the center, at the foundation of them Mm -hmm. and as the finish line. So we pray that all of you receiving this, if you need a little more help, if you're like, man, this sounds great, but I would love some help like setting some specific goals, then man, reach out to us. There is nothing we'd love more than to partner with you to help you create some of these goals mm-hmm. and set them specifically and walk along with you to help you achieve them because we're in this together. We're the body of Christ and it's a privilege to get to partner with Liberty families and students. Mm-hmm. So we love y'all very much. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. 2022. That's going to be a copyright issue, man. No, only if we played the song in the background. In this economy? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Um, so a spec, 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 learn how to say specific is my goal.